How about our worship this morning? My goodness. Wow. Great. Wow. Boy, if you can't worship, you're in trouble here now. My goodness. They just make it make it happen. Boy, I appreciate our team and all those that are working behind the scenes to make this happen. We want to welcome all those of you who are joining us on live stream. We're thrilled you're here. We want to welcome you to Panel Sunday. Mm -hmm. I love these panel Sundays. Here we are today. A little over halfway through 2021. It's just amazing how fast our year is going. Our theme this year has been essential. That is our theme word. Our direction for this year is essential. Now, essential was a word that everybody knew. I mean, everybody knew that word, but really it wasn't known. I I never used that word. It wasn't a part of our vocabulary, Mm -hmm. but you heard it. You knew what it meant, but really wasn't known. Well, this last year, with all the confusion and the conflicting studies on this virus. And then we had governor, uh, government leaders that assumed the role of defining essential. And that began to be the word that was used every time you turned on the news. Uh, they started defining who was essential. And then they started defining what was essential. And I mean, that set this church's course we're going, whoa, ho, 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 hold on. Who does God say is essential? Yeah. Right. Who, what yeah. does God say? If we're going to define who is essential, well, let's find out what God says about essential. Right. And, and it, it would just immediately became the front pursuit of our church is we said, we're going to have to figure this out. Well, we're now halfway through our year of talking about essential, essential being our theme, we've asked a panel to join us today to discuss, now that we're halfway through this year, how are we doing? Where are we? How are we doing? What are some things that have come out of Scripture that are clearly essential for us? Uh, And joining us on on our panel, uh, Pastor Josh and Paul and myself, uh, to step our game way up from where it usually (laughs) is. Hold on, y'all don't clap at the wrong time. (laughs) My goodness, we've asked our office manager of Christian Ministries Academy, Ella, and our children's minister, Tori, to join us. Okay, now y'all are already making us look bad. We haven't even said anything here. My goodness. You know, the number one thing that has jumped out to me this year, thinking about essential, is simply there are some things that are essential. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't just go on your feelings all the time. Hold on. There are some things that are essential in our daily life. And we better be careful about allowing some person or for sure some government leader define who and what is essential for us. We better find out what God says. What does God say? And as we open the Bible to find out what God says is essential... I think it would be um, obviously a huge mistake if we jumped into a discussion on things that are essential for us if, if we didn't open this with talking about a decision for where we're going to spend eternity. Right. Yeah, uh, right. yeah eternity is a pretty long time. Yep. <laughs> so I would think that first would be the decision that would be the most essential for us. We don't talk about it probably often enough, and maybe we should. Uh, talk about it a whole lot more. We don't preach it. those hell, fire, brimstone sermons that some of us grew up with. 
and probably were at fault at that because the scripture talks about the burning right. lake of fire. Yeah. Revelation 21, 8, the burning lake of fire for those that don't accept Jesus. So hell is real. It's for a long time, yeah. and we better be making a decision for heaven. Absolutely. We better accept Jesus as Lord of our life. And so we, we begin our talk on accepting Jesus. Now, after we do that, after salvation, then, then we've got to go to God's Word and find out, okay, who's essential, what's essential, let's, yeah. let's define this essential. Right. Tori, backstage a while ago, you were sharing some things with me, and why don't you open us up here? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most important things, aside from salvation, is the gospel message. The message of the gospel is essential. Um, and we are living in a time where it is very popular to deconstruct what you believe to break it down, to look for bias and flaws in um, your belief system. And we are clearly given, or it's clearly laid out for us in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, what the gospel message is. And that, and it says, I passed on to you what was most important and what had been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day just as the scriptures said. Mm. And that's where it comes in, is a lot of people are saying that what they experience and what they feel is holier than scripture. Right. And that, and that is not gonna work. It's not gonna <laughs> that's, work. That's yeah. not gonna work. And with progressive Christianity, it is being pushed so widely among young millennials and Gen Z, which is 30 and under, and they're being told that their feelings, their experience was what matters more than truth. Mm-hmm. And so they get to find True. their own truth. Right. They get to debate that. And, and, and whatever Ella, looks. I think you hit the key on the head with what you were talking to me about earlier mm-hmm. as well. Right. Well, after salvation, we have to come to a place where we get to the feet of Jesus. Yeah. As a young adult trying to serve the Lord while living in a society that's very busy, that's very instant gratification, that's very much short video clips mm-hmm. and TikToks and social media, we have to find a place where we slow down yeah. and we get to his feet. This is really counterculture because as a young person, as yeah. really anybody, mm-hmm. we're taught that we need to go, we need to be successful, we need to do and do and do. And it feels unnatural to just sit and worship and pray at the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. But we must get to his feet if we want to be effective. We can see in scripture a really great example of this is Mary and Martha. When Jesus comes to Mary and Martha's home, Mm -hmm. you see Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. But you see Martha busy around the house cleaning and cooking and doing things. In Luke 10, 41, it says, The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they really that important? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted, and I will not take this privilege from her. It's very easy to be a Martha. It's very easy to live in a Martha's world where we're busy and it's hard to be a Mary who sits and slows down. I heard it said once that we have to sit before we can stride. 
And so an essential as a young believer, as, as a believer mm-hmm. in general, is yeah. to find that time to sit in his presence. And that time's not going to present itself to you. Mm-hmm. You're going to actually have to make time yeah. Yeah. to sit and worship, whether that be in the car on sure. the way to work, whether that be before, you, before your kids wake up in the morning or late at night when you get in bed. Mm-hmm. You have to make time, and that is the first essential after salvation. You know, yeah. all of these essentials begin to tie in together you, you have to accept Jesus. Then, you, then you've got to be able to worship and sit at His feet on a on a regular basis. Absolutely. But then we have to know what He said. Yeah. Uh, and, and Paul, not only that, y'all see him as pastor of our church, but he also directs our leaders' academy, which works with this age group that mm-hmm. is really being swayed by this. And I know Paul, you continue to teach we got to come back to the word right and yeah. and your emphasis mm-hmm. on the word in this culture yeah relationship is is key and yeah. right. we'll always go back to that i know josh right. talks about mm-hmm. you, if you remove yourself from abiding in that secret place that's when problems begin yeah. Yeah. but god is the one that gets to define what that relationship yeah. god looks like <laughs> not us right. well that's you know, key. so there has to be this fixed point in life that says, you know, for example, if I, if I walk up to somebody and their name is Jim and I call them Tom and I don't know them, but I had heard that, well, they may let me do that once. They might even let me do that twice. But after about the third time, they're going to say, hold on, my name is not Jim, it's Tom. Mm -hmm. And God's the same way. My name's not this or it's not, it's, it's, this Hold is what on. I look yeah. like. I'm yeah. Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. I'm God yeah. incarnate. Good. I was born from a virgin. Right. The word is infallible. There's, there's fixed okay. points in yeah. life. Good. And, yeah. and, you know, when we start talking about the word in our life and the importance that it holds, and there's tons of scripture. The word is a lamp under my feet. The scripture is, I've yeah. stored up your word in my yeah. heart so I might not sin against you. That's what gives us that moral compass in life and that stability. And, and I've kind of always used this illustration. You know, if there's boats out on the lake, and if you have a larger boat and it's out on the lake, one of the things that they will do is, if they're going to stay in a fixed point overnight, they let down a what? An anchor. Mm -hmm. Okay? And with really large ships, it's very important to them that they don't drift at night. So they'll actually send a diver down to make sure that that anchor is secure secure Mm -hmm. so that it won't move. Now, they may not be in a storm that's just going to move them quickly. It could just be a light breeze. But what happens is, is over time, you're slowly moved mm-hmm. out right, from right. the place that yep. you were at. Good. And that's what happens with culture, and that's what we see happening today, Good. is you're just slowly moved yep. when you remove the word and right, what yeah. the Bible says. Yep. Good. And so I always tell young adults, and, I, and I'm going to end with this, you always test your experience against the word, right. you yeah. don't test the word against your well, experience. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. a difference. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and Josh also, obviously, y'all know him here on Sunday as pastor of our church. Josh also is, oversees all of our young people. Mm-hmm. And I know, Josh, that's just your soapbox right yes. now with our with our kids, with our young people, yeah. with our teenagers. No, for sure. You can't fudge on scripture. Like, you, you, you this is a rock and it's infallible and right. you know we can go through the apologetics of the validity of scripture but this is this right. is canonized and this is scripture right yeah. here and this is this god defines who he is in his word to That's us right. um I, I love uh second timothy 3 verses 16 uh 16 through 17 i was like gonna read it and i didn't turn there i probably should have done that but uh <laughs> but what happens in talking to 
people is they, you know, they're led by their feelings. They're mm -hmm. led by, yeah. their feelings become their truth or their experiences become their truth. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. everyone is living by an infallible word. And so it's like, it's, it becomes this word against their word, They're, but I right. promise you, like, when that person is long gone, this word will still be standing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So this word has stood the test of time. But 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 says, all scripture is God-breathed and mm -hmm. is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, tr training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so, like, this, the Bible is so important, and it's Absolutely. so important, like, this is where we this defines our religion for us. This defines our relationship for us. Yeah. This is God speaking to us. And it's amazing in America where we have the most access to scripture, we know it the least sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like we have to know this, we have to read this. And it's not like you read this like, like it's the paper, you read this because like God, the creator of the universe, like wrote it to you. Right. Mm -hmm. He wrote it for Absolutely. us to, mm -hmm. to define who he is and define yeah. his character and his relationship with us and then teach us how to live. Yeah. He wants to teach yeah. us how to live. Mm -hmm. He is the designer of life. So he created life Good. to work a certain right. way. Joshua mm -hmm. and I have talked a lot this last year, yeah. a whole lot this last year. It, it's, it's tragic when the church gets away from the word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, when when yep. preachers get away from the word, right. we're in trouble. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and we're just in yeah. a trend right now when the, the number of people in my congregation, the amount of the offerings we take up, is more important than somebody preaching the word because you know that's offensive or well in this culture well today in time we're embracing this and I just can't come out here on Sunday morning and preach this scripture because I know this group of people will leave my church and and that's a dangerous right. place it is for all of society when the church yeah. doesn't stay true to the word yeah. mm -hmm. before we move on from this point I just felt the Holy Spirit nudge me to say this um, your experiences don't outweigh truth yeah. yeah. Your experience may have happened, but we've got to understand that truth is never at the mercy of fact. Yeah. The, the fact may be that you have cancer in your body, mm -hmm. but the truth is right. that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, mm -hmm. yeah, you can good. cast a mountain yeah. into the sea. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so you declare God's word over your life right. until yeah. you see right. it come to pass. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that's truth. Yeah. 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 Well, just, and, and we say it all the time for those that are just joining us, this church will never sacrifice fundamental, foundational, yeah. doctrinal principles yeah. for fear of running people or hurting people mm -hmm. off or hurting our offerings. We, we can't leave Scripture. Yeah, right. And I, as I say all the time, we can't jerk the foundation out from under this building. Right. Now, we yeah. come in and change the paint in this building <laughs> right. and we can hang yeah. some lights mm -hmm. and we can do but we can't yeah. mess with the foundation right. of this building. Yeah. And the church is in a dangerous place when we leave the Word. Yeah, we've right. got to stay. We've got yeah. to stay with the Word. It's, e it's essential. Well, as we read the Word, there are just so many things that come out uh, as being essential. Mm -hmm. I know uh, both of you girls really understand the importance of church friendships, connections right. in your church yeah. and what that provides for you. And so many places in scripture we could turn and, mm -hmm. and talk about that. Right, and you know, we talk about the essentialness of the church and it's twofold. You know, it is for us, but it's also for community. Yes. You know, when you hear 
in scripture when it talks about don't forsake the gathering t- uh, together of yourselves, yeah. I really feel like that's because God knew how much we needed community. You know, yeah. we need community to trust and rely and depend on one another. You know, God gave us each other to walk alongside through whatever we're facing, right. whatever yes. we're going through to encourage, to lift up, to carry each other's burdens, you know, as iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a scripture um, in Proverbs 27, it's five and six. It says, it is better to be corrected openly if it stems from hidden love. You can trust a friend who wounds you with his honesty, mm. but your enemy's pretended flattery comes from insincerity. Wow. And so to have people in your life who bring you to truth and love, right. that's community. Right. right. You know, you need people in your life who say, okay, I see this in you and here's how we can, I can help you be better. Let's find scripture that backs that up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. in it, You also can see in Galatians 6.10, it says, take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially your brothers and sisters in the family of faith. And you see all through the New Testament when they were building the early church, they were together all the time. Mm -hmm. They were together, you know, praying and building the church and building a community. And it is so dangerous when we don't seek out that community and we we begin to lean on self-reliance. Mm-hmm. And that leads to isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when we isolate, it creates the perfect breeding ground for our thoughts to rule our actions because it's only one-sided. Right. You know, you're yeah. not no, bouncing true. it yeah. off mm-hmm. to anybody right. else. You're not saying, here's how I'm feeling. Here are these emotions. Help me find scripture that can lead me in the right direction. Right. You know, it causes us to justify our actions, thinking we're good. We don't need the accountability that community brings because community is accountability in every way, shape and form. You know, there may be things that your friends say that you don't like, but you know, they have your best interest at heart to bring you that truth in love. Well, there's countless places in Proverbs that we can read about hanging with the fools or hanging with the wise. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. just countless places that we read about that. Ella? Alongside community, we have to look at um, the people that we don't look like, that we don't sound like, the people that don't believe the way that we do. Um, We can't just stay in our communities and our bubbles and expect to change the world around us. We have to reach outside of that. We're living in a time where there's such a strong divide because of politics, because of health care, because of different religious beliefs beliefs and as a young person it seems like everything being shown to me in the media in the news is a divide of us versus them yeah. mm-hmm. and because of that you know the, the scripture that really sticks out to me as a believer is from 1 Corinthians 13 2 and it says if I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others I would be nothing mm-hmm. you know Jesus calls us to love mm-hmm. but he takes it a step further and he says I want you to love your enemies and I want you to love people that don't look like you that don't sound like you that don't believe like you do and that's essential as a as a believer in the Lord we want to be people that other people can lean into and even people that don't think like we do you know it's it's very quick in our flesh to want to fight to be right it's very quick for us to want to win 
rather than win people to the Lord. And that's essential. We must ask ourselves, am I quick to gossip and talk about someone because they don't look like I do or sound like I do or believe like I do, or am I quick to pray for them Mm -hmm. and believe for them? And in the secret place, I'm getting on my knees for someone that doesn't believe the way that I believe. I'm going to turn it over uh, to you, Josh, too, because I know you've got some things to say about this, but... (laughs) But our, our problem, <laughs> our, our, our problem so often, we can't understand God hates, and that's a strong word, God hates sin, mm-hmm. and then God loves the sinner. Absolutely. For some yeah. reason, we can't yeah. marry right. those two thoughts, yeah. and that I can love you, but I can hate the lifestyle that you're living. Mm-hmm. And my love for you yeah. doesn't say, oh, I accept that, I agree with that, you're okay, I'm o-. you're not okay. Yeah. God's word is clear, that way will lead to destruction, mm-hmm. yeah. I, but I still love you. I totally disagree. God's word couldn't be more condemning on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Come on in and let's have supper right. together, I love you. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So, and we just have a hard time yeah, with that. I think you see that, you see that on the cross, you see how much God hates sin, that he, he put it. himself on a cross for right. us, yeah. but also how much at the same time that he loves us. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is Mike Bickle is that all of God's judgment is aimed at whatever interferes with his love for us. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's, come, so he's coming after the things that are seeking to destroy us. Second right. um, Corinthians chapter 10, verses three through five says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they are divine power to destroy strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And so as we go into the world, like Ella's saying, and we we use love to win people to the cross, you um, you don't love at the expense of truth. Right, right. You know, truth, we, we're supposed to speak truth in love, and honestly, speaking truth is one of the most loving things that Absolutely. you can do. Right? Yeah. But we also have to remember, because we can get in this other ditch where we only use truth, and we use it as our little weapon, and we, right. we, we strike at people, mm-hmm. and we cut their ears off, and they, right. they won't listen to us because our, our truth wasn't patient and kind. Absolutely. Yeah. And so as Christians, as yeah. believers, like we're supposed to walk as Jesus walked and, t- and, and use his word in a loving way, not in a way where we're, we're attacking people with it. Josh, you said yeah. something, I think it was in a sermon you were preaching a few weeks ago. Boy, I just started writing notes. <laughs> it so spoke to me. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you made the comment, if I truly love you, right. then I'm not going to let you remain in something that I know is going to kill you. Yeah, right. no, it's so true. Yeah. I mean, it's the same, you know. The same way as like my kid running across the street, I'm going to jump at him and and, yeah. and, and yell at him and get him out of the street because I love him. The father yeah. disciplines those that he loves. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we, I may be jumping ahead, but we talked about this a little bit last service, but, but real compassion challenges people. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. You know, God yeah. calls us, in, he calls us out of something into something. And he's not, you know, he's not trying to take all the fun out of our life. He's actually trying to, to bring us into the fullness of life. He's right. trying to bring us yeah. into an abundant well, life. Well, t- you Christians don't love. You're not accepted. <laughs> we're the most loving. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's my love yeah. for you. Why else would I care? Just go live that lifestyle and kill yourself. Sure. It's my love for right. you and my concern for you yeah. that makes me want to Pull yeah. your kid out of the street. That, yeah. That's just such for a sure. good example. Yeah, it's your love and concern for someone that, you know, if someone had a disease, your love and concern for them would get them to a doctor. Yeah. Right. Not, here, come in. We want to hug you. We right. want to accept you. We want to love you. We want to tell you that 
what you have is okay. Right. A lot of other people yeah. have it. No, yeah. it would be to get you to right. a doctor so that right. you could get help that you well, needed. And, and to we be talk healed. about this. I had an MRI several years ago on my shoulder. I'm not mad at the MRI because it told me I had a torn tendon. Right. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not boycotting. I'm not holding a sign up and protesting the yeah. MRI. MRI. It mm-hmm. showed me what was there so I could get it fixed. Yeah. 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 It revealed sure. it exactly. Yeah. And and you know I. To brag on our, our, the lady who started the whole ministry, Hetty Lou Brooks, many, many years ago, I remember Hetty having a conversation with me out in a parking lot, and she said something to me that just has stuck with me ever since. She said, you know, Paul, the world is, is, confuses what love really looks like, mm-hmm. and once again, we don't get to define that. God defines that. Yeah. But, but what Hetty said to me, she said, you know, love does cover a multitude of sin, mm-hmm. but love has never set anyone free. It's truth. the truth yeah. that right. sets yes. yeah. free. Right. And Good. like you said, Josh, it's and Ella, it's the truth in love. Mm-hmm. And we just have a hard time doing that Good. because mm-hmm. it's we feel like that if we don't speak truth to someone that we're not really loving uh-huh. them. And that's just the furthest thing from the truth exactly. because you're really not yeah. going to help someone if yeah. you're not going to be willing to face right. the confrontation that's going to come with that. Now. The patience and and, right. and mm-hmm. all of that is definitely yeah. a right. big part of it. And, and I and I will be the first to say, I think the church has made huge mistakes sure. in those areas. We're yeah. very quick to judge. Sure. We're very yeah. quick to be critical. We're very quick to cut people off. We're very right. quick to be self righteous. We got a lot of work to do. Sure, mm-hmm. a lot of work to do. But it's got to begin with each one of us, like Ella said. You know, being patient with people, Absolutely. loving people that are different from us, even yeah. people who don't necessarily, you know, have the same lifestyles that right. we but have. But in doing that, right. we don't compromise the but, word and turn right. our back yeah. on the word. And, yeah. right. and so we got to meet in the middle. Yep. Right. We got to well, meet in the middle. My job here is sort of the moderator, is I got to keep moving us <laughs> on to another point. Uh, y'all talk on the same point, just <laughs> on and on and on. I'm trying to move us on. Uh, we need to just quickly, we're talking about essential. I know we won't talk about this long because it's very uncomfortable, uh, but we've got to address the elephant in the room. How many of you have been to a restaurant as of late and they said, sorry about our service, we can't hire any help? How many of you have been to the store, sorry, we can't hire any help? How many of you have ordered something and they said, sorry, that's back ordered, could I have a show of hands? All of us in here, Mm -hmm. that's where we are. Mm -hmm. It's real simple. 2 Thessalonians 3.10, if you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. yeah. We can't continue to pay people not to work. You can't, the government can't keep paying people to not work. Everybody works. Everybody, well, Tim, I'm retired. Everybody works. You may not punch the time clock, but you help your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You help somebody in your family. Right. You're, you're facilitating, you're assisting yeah. this. You're volunteering for that. You're a part. Everybody works, and if you don't work, then you don't eat. And we, we just can't continue to pay people not to work or we're in trouble. I'll interject and be the bad guy with you. Um, <laughs> uh, like, go back to what I said. Real compassion challenges people. Right. And I will say, like, you know, I see, I see people on the side of the road holding a sign or, you know, asking for money or whatever. I will say, like, a lot of times, like, that moves me, too, and I want to help those people. But, uh, but giving them a $20 bill usually is not helping them. Right. If you give them a $20 bill, like you're, you're probably buying crack or alcohol. Like, yeah. and I'm, I'm just, I'm being honest. And I, I hate that. I don't want that for him. But what you could do is take him over across to the help wanted sign 
and help them fill out a job application. Yep. And I totally, all my compassionate people in the room are burning holes in my face right now. But listen, <laughs> I, I get it. I know that some people are mentally incapable of doing certain things, but I, but I, do, I do just want to say that, that compassion challenges people. When Jesus came to the lame man who had been lame for 38 years in John chapter 5, Jesus said, do you want to be made well? Which sounds like a dumb question. But he asked him yeah. that because not everybody does want to not be made. Not everybody. Right. It's true. Good. Because yeah. it comes right. with a level of responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And so well, compassion pulls people out of where they are at by challenging them to take up their mat and walk. Yeah. 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 Good. And when you're holding a help wanted sign and right behind, I mean, when you're holding a yeah. money wanted sign and right behind you is a yeah. help wanted sign, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious. I, yeah, I would just say, like, you have compassion for those people and help those people. Get them in your car. Feed them lunch. Take them to fill out a job application. But don't just, don't just throw money out to them because I'm, I'm worried that all you're doing is enabling them to stay where they are. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's what the church has, has been doing, enabling people to stay where they are by accepting their lifestyle instead yeah. of saying, mm -hmm. we love you, we accept you, but we don't want to leave you where you are. Right. We want to take you and mature yeah. you, and that's, yeah. what this, that's what it's all about. Well, I mean, there's just certain things in life that work, like Josh said, and there's certain things that don't, and, and that that's not a sustainable yeah. lifestyle. You know, working and self-discipline and consistency, those yeah. are all the things that are going to produce... Yep you know, success in your life. Sure. You know, I've been able to observe Ella and, and Tori both, and, yeah. and Josh and I have yeah. talked about this with a lot of our young adults around here. The ones that really are successful are the ones that have adapted a life of self-discipline. Mm -hmm. They've got consistency. They're, yeah. they're working. Yeah. They're running and ordering their life. They're not being lazy. Well, they're the ones that are really prospering and doing well because they've taken on these biblical concepts yeah. like right. we're talking yeah. about. Ella, you were talking well, about that it's earlier. A, it's a simple concept um, to be a good manager of your time and your finances mm -hmm. and your life, mm -hmm. but it's hard in execution. Yeah. You know, moving from being someone in the home being a teenager living at home to now being an adult on my own several years later having to go to work and being on time having to take care of my finances and, and hold a budget so that way I'm not in debt you know those are the things and, and managing my life those right. are the things that helps keep me out of anxiety those are the things that help to keep me having peace in my life it's you know it's important to pray it's important to worship it's important to go to church but it's also important to manage your life yeah. and if you don't manage your life then you are in mm -hmm. unpeacefulness and then you are wondering you know yep. why is my life crumbling around me mm -hmm. being the same person yep. day in and day out can make more of an impact on people's lives than the words that we speak out of our mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency so changes lives. Yeah. Yeah. Being the same person, you know, this is this applies to anyone, to a mom, a dad, a co-worker, you know, this applies to a friend, being a student. Um, many people pray and ask God for breakthrough in their life when really God is saying, if you would just manage your finances, if you yep. would just manage your time a little bit better, yeah. then I could mm -hmm. have, you would have Good. that breakthrough. Mm -hmm. You yeah. would have that yeah. piece. Yeah. Well, and we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but Ella, you, you got to talk about something more spiritual, not managing your time measure. But here's the, here, here's the issue. Yeah. It's hard to really pray and be intimate with God when they're repossessing your house today. Yeah. They're repossessing yeah. your car today. Yeah. You don't have anything to eat yeah. today yeah. and yeah. you just showed up late for work mm. and they let you go. Well, that's hard to have a Bible study. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's true. It's true. Well, people don't like it when you talk about money, but I don't know if they read Jesus very much. Yeah. Jesus, really? Jesus yeah. talk, I don't know if you know this. Jesus talks about money more than he talks about heaven and hell. Yeah. Wow. yeah. 
Yep. Not, and, and he says we're not supposed to be lovers of money, but obviously money was a tool that he wanted us to be able to use to build his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I, I love what Ella was touching on there. Christine Kane says, don't ask for breakthrough for what is a simple life management issue. Yeah. Yeah. People are crazy. praying so for good. a miracle yeah. because they can't control what they feed themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, I, another quote I love is spiritual maturity is the daily application of elementary principles. And we've so all, good. you know, seen people who can get up and prophesy and get up and flow in the yeah. gifts right. and whenever, Gosh. and you know, and they're on their, you know, they're on their fourth marriage or they're, right. you know, they, like you said, they're, their finances yeah. are a mess or their health is a wreck because of the way they feed themselves. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, there, there are certain elementary principles that God wants us to apply right. to our lives. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then from that, you'll see maturity just Absolutely. take off like right. crazy. So yeah. Yeah. I've always said that breakthrough is consistent, right decisions over a long period of time. Yeah. Good. Yes. That's how you're going so to get uh, Oh, time out, time out, time out. <laughs> Say that again real slow. I, that was, I know it was good, but I got to get this. Breakthrough is a result of consistent right decisions over a long period of time. That's, write that down. That was good. That's, yeah. that's good. Josh usually gets those. Yeah. It's you today. I usually don't. That was a good one. Josh usually gets That's the those. breakthrough we're looking for. That's right. Let's make yeah. some yeah. right decisions yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, you know, you want a breakthrough in your health. Well, okay, maybe it's making good decisions daily over your food portions and your food right. choices and your exercise yep. and the kind of rest mm-hmm. and sleep yeah. you get and what you're watching on television and what you're listening to, yep. all of that has an effect on yep. your emotions and yep. your anxiety yep. levels and your depression so and your stress. And, you know, how are you handling relationships and all of these That's things? So that good. all and produces I, I, that. I will make that really spiritual for everybody. I, you know, I, if you will abide with him, if you will remain in him yeah. and you're in constant communion with him, ask the Lord, should I eat this? Should I yep. watch this? Should I do yeah. this? Right. Should I go here? Should I whatever? And stay in communion with him and see that yeah. he will not probably lead you into a healthy lifestyle and leave you into, right. Lord, do you want me to be late to work today? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He probably wants you to be on time. Lord, yeah. do you want yeah. me to sit around and do nothing today? That's probably not what he wants you to do. He probably has an right. assignment for you right. today. And if you will stay in that place of abiding, mm-hmm. you will find that he will give you grace that will empower you to do the things that he yeah. wants you to do. Well, that's really good. good. So good. Really good. Two good scriptures. 1 Corinthians nine twenty four. Do you not know that you, all who race are runners in a race, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath but an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating at the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And in Titus 2.12, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And I think a lot of that comes, too, from rest. <laughs> we yep. don't know how to rest. We don't know how to be still. Um, you know, and you can see all through Scripture, rest was, you know, through creation, through, you know, and solidified through the Ten Commandments. And then in Hebrews 4, Jesus talks about it, too. You know, and it's keep, keep the Sabbath day holy. Okay, well, what does that look like? What does rest look like? And it's when we regularly and intentionally engage in God's rule and reign in our hearts and here on earth. Yeah. It's a pause. Yeah. It's a pause to realize, okay, I've got all these things going on around me. I've got practical things that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. What, Lord, show me which way to go. Like, show me where from here, how to do that. And I think right. finding rest, being able to give your best yes, and then say a lot of no's, mm-hmm. you know, say a right. lot of no's in places. And this is 
this is a hard one for me, because <laughs> um, I am a helper, I love to help, I love to be all things to all people, and so I have had to learn, like, my best yes is so much, even though it may be one, maybe one yes to just one really important thing instead of giving 10 yeses to something. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, good. I've got to learn, like, okay, That's good. you know, sometimes no's does not mean, like, you know, it's not a bad thing to yeah. say no, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, preaching to myself here, you know, <laughs> um, you know, but it's, it's really that being able to say no gives you more time to pause in his presence and pour into the things that you are um, working on and mm -hmm. into your job and into the ministry things, you know, um, and I think rest is what allows our minds to breathe. Rest and worship is mm -hmm. your Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So whatever that looks like, if it's two hours in a day that you set aside, you know, this is, I'm talking about not just your, you know, devotionals in the morning. I'm talking about a time where you shut off your phone if you can, you know, where you can say, okay, Lord, I need to connect with you. I need to right. pause right. in your presence. There is a scripture in Psalm um, 62, and this is verse five through eight, and it says, I am standing in absolute stillness, silent for the one I love. This is the Passion Translation. Waiting as long as it takes for him to come rescue me. Only God is my savior and he will not fail me, for he alone is my safe place. His wrap around presence always protects me as my champion defender. There is no risk of failure with God. So why would I let worry paralyze me even when my troubles multiply around me? God's glory is all around me. Trust only in God every moment. Tell him your troubles, pour out your heart longings to him. Believe me when I tell you, he will help you. Pause in his presence. Mm. That's the end of that <laughs> verse eight, pause mm. in right. his presence. Yep. Yep. When we are able to pause in his presence, our worries are gone, Absolutely. our troubles are gone, and he is able to lead us deeper into relationship with him yeah. so that we can try, find true peace. Because it all comes back to abiding. Yeah. All oh, of it comes yes. back yep. to abiding. Yep. You know, if you stay in a place of desperation for Jesus, yeah. you will never get over Jesus. So right. true. Mm -hmm. The only way I can love and care for others in my life mm -hmm. is first through abiding. Right. The only yeah. way that I can be a good coworker or a good employee is first through abiding. Yeah. Right. The only way I can be a good friend or a parent right. or a spouse is first through yeah. abiding. Right. And it all comes back to John 15, 4. So you must remain in life union with me, yeah. for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you right. live your life intimately joined to mine, John 15, 4. Well, uh, I, and, and with that, in where we are as a society today, like no time ever before, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, you have to take every thought captive. Right. Absolutely. You, you have to get a hold of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. You just have to. You've got to get a hold of your thoughts during your day, out in the workaday world, on the TV, with the news, with your yeah. friends, with your family. Somebody's going to hurt your feelings. Somebody's going to make yeah. you mad. Somebody's, yeah. You're going to deal with jealousy. You're going to deal with anger. You're going to deal with fear. You're going to deal with frustration. And I wait a minute. I'm not going to let that thought consume my day. I'm not right. going to think on that because if I keep thinking on that thought, it's going to take me where I don't want to be. Mm -hmm. I can't go there. I've got to take this thought captive. It says, to the obedience of Christ. Right. And I've got Absolutely. to take this thought captive. And if you're going to live a happy and a blessed life, it's essential mm -hmm. that you stop thinking thoughts that'll take you the wrong. I, that's not mine to think. That's God's yeah. to think. Yeah. I can't worry about that. God, that's in your hands. 
here's right. what I'm going to think on, and here's what I'm going to put my mind to. Right. And we're going to have to control our thoughts. Well, as always, my goodness, our, I don't know where our time goes when we do these panels. Y'all talk too much. I didn't get to say is all I wanted to say. Well, we run out of time, but our, our panel, it, it always goes fast. But I want to say this year is going fast. We're, we're halfway through this year. Yeah. Our theme is essential. And, and our prayer, and as we prayed this morning before we uh, started, our, our prayer is that you're finding this year and that you're understanding some essentials in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. This isn't a good idea. This isn't when I get around to it. This isn't if I feel like it. This is essential in my life. Right. This is essential that I do this. And our prayer is that you are finding some essentials for your life. Mm-hmm. First of all, as we've been talking about this whole year, I want you to know God calls you essential. Yes. I want everybody in here to yeah. know you are an essential worker. Yes. Once again, well, Tim, I'm retired. You're an essential worker. You're an essential worker in your family, in your marriage, to your neighbor, to somebody that you're checking on, to some. You are essential in this life, and you need to know that. And there are just things that you've got to know. God calls these essential, and I'm going to have to implement them Mm -hmm. in my life. Y'all stand with us. Lord, today we're just so grateful that you didn't create us, create this world, sling us down here, kick it in motion, and say good luck. But Lord, you, you, you sent your word to direct and guide us, that the presence of your Holy Spirit has been sent to reside with us, that your Spirit lives in us, and Lord, that we understand the essential elements in our day and that our life is lived fulfilling your call on our life. Lord, we thank you for your direction. We thank you for your direction for our lives. Lord, today we're not hearers, but we're doers of your word. Direct and guide our week as our life is lived pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.